ADP, we work with more than 860,000 companies worldwide. That gives us a pretty good idea of how to help businesses grow stronger. Whether it's through data insights that help you make informed decisions about building a team that works better as a team. Or by keeping you ahead of thousands of changing regulations so you can keep ahead of everything else. Like building that better team. Grow stronger with ADP. HR talent, time, and payroll. All right. I'd like to welcome everyone today. We have a super special guest to our rock community. This is Stephanie Page Belson. She actually, you really are my cousin-in-law, ex-cousin-in-law, but we don't do the ex thing. No, we're like sisters. So, <laughs> so um, Steph is one of the most amazing people um, I have met. Um, the reason why I wanted her on, I want to highlight her and her excellence and what she has had to deal with since a horrible accident when she was in high school and how she has become, and well, she has always been an overcomer, but um, she's just magnificent. So, you know, she's turned her mess into a message and she helps people as an integrative uh, wellness practitioner and she is so knowledgeable and I told her I said Steffi dumb it down a little bit because you're so smart and you use such big words <laughs> but um she's just beautiful inside and out truly and so I want to welcome you today Stephanie from California and um, you have so many wonderful gifts to share wow thank you for that really glowing way of saying hello to me um and i just want to mention really quick we've known each other since we were like kids i thought about that last night so i just feel really honored to be able to be here with you um i don't know i don't know really what how you want me to start out what do you you just you well, just ask me so so just to just kind of share with everyone so steph is is my first husband's cousin and Steffi and I have always been very unique individuals. We kind of march to the beat of our own drum, don't we, sister? Yeah, that's right. That's true, <laughs> always. Bigger thinkers, we, you know, we're not in the box kind of people. So we just always connected. And so we've stayed in touch over these years, even though I've been divorced for, oh goodness, how many years now? I guess, I don't even know. If, um, how old is Jay? 17. So, so 17 years. Wow, time flies. Um, oh. Anyway, not... Uh, not that we're going to be talking about that. The, Doug is a wonderful man, the fantastic father. And um, one of the many, many blessings by being married to him, I have three children with him. I got to meet his wonderful family. And Steffi and I, um, I just love her. She's got the biggest heart I know. Now, Steph, I want to go back a little bit. So um, when, I, when I met you, you, yeah, I mean, we were young, really young. We were what? I was 25, I think. And yeah. um and you had a horrible accident when you were what 17 15 15 15 yeah. yep so um since then you've had why don't you just share a little bit whatever yeah, you're I, will. Sharing. Because I will i will what i want to communicate is that even though i mean i think about the things that i complain about and i just think and then i think of you and i just go wow like it's just your story is so powerful and you have done so much with your life despite it all you didn't use it as an excuse there's hard hard times and there's tears and there's pain but you just keep on going right especially as a mama a single mama 
for all those years, just like me. And I'm going to just kind of give you the floor. Yeah. So interestingly, yeah, it's like, I, I kind of feel like when you talked about being an overcomer, yeah, there's a certain persona that I kind of embody just from being a really little child. And there were traumatic events long before that catastrophic accident. So who knows, you know, we don't need to get into all whys and wherefores, but by the time I was 15, I had a pretty unique view on life and I just wasn't going to let it beat me. But also that same mindset, like not wanting to be beat, ended up kind of screwing me in a way because there wasn't, I didn't have the, 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 the flexibility, the, the intimacy with myself and my body to really build what I think of as resilience. It was there. It was in the making, you know, like that. And so from 15 to about 20, I just went through a, a, a whole spectrum of horribly difficult emotional experiences trying to integrate being a paraplegic teenager. Like I, I never even have worn a, a pair of pumps. Okay. Let's get real. No pumps for this girl. Wow. I didn't think ever. about that. Wow. And I was a de definitely a, a stiletto kind of girl. Yes, you were. And red lipstick. <laughs> I had experienced yeah. 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 So it, it's like this adaptation, like to circumstance and the, and my adaptability and flexibility, I think that I hold dear. But what I asked of myself in my early 20s was like, can I sustain this? Like, self because of this? Uh, the answer was you keep freezing please, on it. Sorry. Oh, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. All right. There you go. Like, like, I just ask God, please help me. I will do whatever your work is for me. And I, you know, sometimes I'd stray a little off track, get a little ahead of myself, but I kept coming back to that mm -hmm. as this sort of dedication to um, excellence or like, doing God's work, that kind of, and it sounds super lofty, but really it was just trying to get back to a centered place. So the long and short of it was I moved away from my hometown. I was injured up at a ranch in Oregon, and then I got shipped to a, um, a facility that does all of the stuff that you see when people are paraplegic and you have to learn how to live all over again. And then after that, I went back to trucking. So Chucky, California, up near Tahoe. And I was in a tiny little small town and I felt actually pretty embraced, although I felt like a real, like I really stood out, you know, all trussed up in a brace and prosthetics and, you know, orthopedic gear. So I had to learn to take whatever these stones were kind of in my heart and just warm them up and learn how to connect with people. So that was the kind of the little inroad. And then Eventually, I moved to the Sacramento area to go to school, and one of the beautiful things that happened when I was pretty young, I was 21, and I became pregnant, and I was in a relationship with a, you know, like a high school hometown sweetheart of mine, and um, we said, let's, let's do this, because one of the things that my OBGYN said was, we don't know really that much about paraplegia and carrying children. We know women can conceive, we know that, 
but we don't know because you're de-innervated. You're, you're, you know, functionally, you're not intact, sensory and motor innervation. So we'll just have to keep an eye on you. And it's a good thing that you're doing this now. And I was like, Emma, this will be harder as you get older. Mm-hmm. Not gonna be, you're not going to be as robust. So mm-hmm. that was one of the things that happened. I went to school, I had a little child. And the dissolution of that relationship with her dad happened, but we remained in contact with that commitment with each other, which was great. And um, then I got married, had another little baby, and just slowly but surely was chipping away at my education and, and really trying to thaw out, quite honestly, just really trying to thaw Just Right from the trauma, the, the, the impact not only to my spirit, but to my body, my central nervous system, all of that stuff. And, you know, I think about the kinds of behaviors and addictions that arose in my life, whether they were um, alcohol, just so that period of time between 15 and 20, I was just hog wild. That I was just trying to, just like, I really just wanted to die. Right. That's what I felt like. Right. So, but, but then that, that pivotal time at 17, I was like, I'm done with this. And so it took me a couple of years, but I just said, I'm going to get help with whatever I need help with. It was just like divine intervention. So coming back to when my second child was born, I had gone to school at Sac State. I had um, done a, a training in addiction treatment. And when I did my internship, I saw a lot of I worked with adolescents and I saw a lot of needs that were kind of unmet and it just, I loved it. I loved the work, but it didn't sit well with me. I had this sense of these kids going back into homes where there were some imbalances that were never really addressed. So I decided Mm -hmm. to kind of continue my search with this sense of like wholeness kind of driving me. Mm -hmm. Um, And I did a training at the Integrative Therapy Institute here in Sacramento Later, I went to the Rudolf Steiner College for uh, with Waldorf teacher training. So mm-hmm. all of these little bits and pieces over time led to me developing a, a wellness practice. And so, uh, and then since then, lots of different other components have been brought online. But my background is, it was primarily medical, but I always had this sort of, um, just a super intuitive, survivor part Mm -hmm. so I was kind of tuning into that I think from the time I was real young and I wanted to honor it Mm -hmm. Steph do you think that when you have the accident you know sometimes you hear about people say when they go blind or they go deaf they almost develop like a sixth sense I, I almost feel like that's something that happened with you with with other things in you were just heightened because of the trauma you'd been through. And, you know, I just feel like you have a gift with people and you can, like you almost can see people, uh, things that are going on, you can just sense it. Is that, yeah. I mean, I know that when we've talked on the phone and everything, I mean, we haven't seen each other in years and you just say certain things and it's just like, yep, that's exactly it. Kind of, yeah. well, you've been through so much, so. Yeah, and I think that that is, part of you know when when you told me to keep it like really simple and stuff it's like i I really want to do that to honor whoever's listening but i also want to include that there's a lot of credible longitudinal research that 
does substantiate these neuronal connections that become part of our wiring. And I had some of that early on, but I was also in a very chaotic environment early on. Mm -hmm. So these extra sensory abilities that we might, we used to say that like in the seventies, but really what they are to me are just, you know, our God given ability to use the brain, maybe parts of the brain that up until in the last 15 or so years with the advent of functional brain imaging, uh, magnetic resonance imaging, we're starting to understand human development and potential. And so when you're talking about that, that's what I believe um, happened to me somewhat early on. And I had, with, with the, the medical model in mind, I kept chasing that education. That's, mm-hmm. That sort of gives a picture, I think, mm-hmm. of that. But I, I also believe that when I observe a person, I'm not just observing them as they appear before me, and whatever judgments or things that I need to do to make myself feel safe, because if that doesn't matter to me, it doesn't Good. matter to me. What matters to me is like human, just the human spirit and, and the, the, the stuff that kind of gets lodged in the cellular tissue, in the nervous system, in the, 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 you know, the HPA axis, the gut brain axis, all that stuff. Like I can see it because that some of it's technical training and some of it is what you talked about this mm-hmm. early development around i need to survive so i need to check it all out pay attention right right i love that i think also um you know you've really learned so much in all of these alternative types of therapies because you became your own health advocate and you know when i travel and i teach stem cell that you know, therapy, you know, to all these patients, that's one thing I'm, I get on my soapbox a little bit. And I just say, listen, you need to be your own health advocate. And when I say that, I swear you flash into my head every time I say that, because I look at what you've had to do, even, even recently, even what you just told me today, it's like, nope, this is what I need. And darn it, I'm going to get it. And I'm going to get these insurance companies to cover it. You know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's interesting because part of what I, I describe uh, to my patients that my job is, is to help them with their owner's manual. Let me get you an owner's manual for yourself <laughs> because That's think about good. it. It's like, we're sort of the authentic self and, and embodying living in the body is kind of a bit foreign to the materialist mindset. And so we sort of turn that over to the material specialist and where the the body mind is one continuous unseparated organism we know that we know that from research and science at this point what what most people have access to is way less than that and it's not anybody's fault it's a system that we're in unfortunately but the information's out there yes and and i curate information for people and I help them to build practices, body-mind practices, support nutrition, and those kinds of things. And it's some of the tiny things that I've done for myself. Mm-hmm. And it's only been, I would say, in the last 10 years where I really was like, hmm, I sure know a lot of stuff, but I don't know anything. Like, I could still feel the, you know, I've had post-traumatic stress definitely since 15. And it's it became more complex with each difficult situation that I didn't feel empowered or I had no agency to address it. So even up till 10 years ago, I kind of went, 
you know, I'm still nuts. I'm still really nuts. My body just feels like, whoa, sometimes. And I had to put in place more somatic body-based practices. And it, and it was kind of hand in hand. I did a little bit, I had a little bit more bandwidth. Did a little bit, had a little bit more bandwidth. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you're, you're, you're spot on about like, uh, my path is my initiation. My mm-hmm. deep experience, it doesn't, I mean, our deep experiences, you, you, can't, uh, you can't teach that, but you can give mm-hmm. it to somebody. And, and we're starting to understand it from the materialist perspective, but yeah, I think that's spot on. Yeah, and I, I get what yeah. I want. I get initiation, what I want and what I need. Initiation through fire, girlfriend, right? <laughs> Did you hear me? <laughs> Yeah, initiation through fire. Yeah. And it's like, what do you do? Are oh, you yes. going to sit there and let yourself burn? Or are you going to put all that burning into energy to mm-hmm. help not just yourself, but other people? And that's what you've done. And I just, I just see you as that, that survivor, that strong, burning, bright light for people to mm-hmm. provide answers that maybe they never even thought of, or at least even just to open their minds or to, you know, plant some seeds. What are some of the issues? I know you have several clients. What are some of the issues that you see that are pretty constant? I'm curious. Um, well, it, it's really predicated upon where somebody's awareness is. Mm-hmm. You hear me? Yeah. Is there like you an underline? Okay. I can hear you. Can you hear me? Um, yeah. So under, it depends. Like I meet people really where they're at. So they may present with, it may be an athlete who's come up against an injury. It could be an athlete that is having some kind of a, something happened. It could be um, somebody who's a, a trauma survivor. So adverse childhood experiences or, or anywhere on the spectrum. Mm-hmm. And they're wanting, they're wanting peace. They, they yeah. want to feel peace and they want to feel that their goals or their dreams are in their reach. So anything along that spectrum, mm-hmm. um, you know, I definitely, I definitely was more in the, in the physical at the very beginning of my career. Mm-hmm. And that did not disregard these um, really important restorative um, practices that I knew about and I helped people with. Mm-hmm. But I can't say that it's just one thing. I think when, as I, I've needed to evolve and change, the, the people that see me, their awareness is different, their, their um, needs mm-hmm. are different. Mm-hmm. Um, so what types of practices uh, do you do? I know that it you know, has to do, some of it has to do with, with touch and yep. positive touch and movement and maybe manual yep. lymph drainage or what are some of the things that you do? So, so my fit, the physical, um, the, the, the physical models are kind of, yeah, I, I did the initial, um, integrative therapeutic training, which is sort of all over the map from ancient practices to more medically indicated practices. And so my training was in the late eighties, early nineties, and they sure knew a whole bunch, but it just wasn't caught up in the mainstream right. yet right. and then I've done lots of continuing education so I do a lot of touch but mm-hmm. I also do a lot of what is somatic awareness so really bringing people into their bodies 
And what I encounter a lot, you, that was a great question because now I'm coming to it. What I encounter a lot is a disconnect, uh, a dissociation almost from the body and also fragmented parts of the self that correlate with that. So like, for instance, you know, if I think back 25 years, I needed somebody to save me. That's what I wanted. Mm -hmm. Come along and help me just do what I can. And mm -hmm. so that's who I brought into my life. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. That's who show up. So my, my asking, um, the universe asking God to help me and looking for it outside always brought me right back to this conundrum, mm -hmm. the mess, right? <laughs> right? Right, 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 yeah. right. I totally so, get it. So I, I, with this significant physical challenge, which leaves me as a very dependent person in some ways, there is no way around it. I had to accept that. I had to say, I need help. Mm -hmm. I need help to be my whole best self and live my whole best life. And that was a really hard thing from teenager to mm -hmm. 50 plus. <laughs> you know, Steph, I'm, you know, being, being a uh, paraplegic, I mean, you walked for, with, for years. You, it blew my mind how you did that. Yeah. Are you, are you able to get up and walk now? Or are you in a, in a you still I'm, do I'm, I'm, I'm in a chair, a predominant period of each day, but it's more because I have an open uh, pressure ulcer on, you know, the calcaneus, the, where the fat pad should be on my left foot. My left foot is the stronger of my leg. My leg is stronger on that side. So eventually they replaced the right femur and trochanter and part of the pelvis to rebuild that because it started to come apart and talk about advocating. Yeah, I had to, it took me like a year to get that surgery just the way I wanted it because I didn't want them to cut in through de-innervated tissue to have compromised tissue heal later. So when we're talking about all this, I think that what I, re, what I preserved in the initial injury were really my quads, my quadriceps, that set of muscles in the front of the thighs which allowed me eventually, after a lot of physical therapy, I mean, I lived in a hospital, and I got out and I went to physical therapy for two solid years just to be able to ambulate. I'm a cover girl. I'm a cover girl. I'm a cover girl too, because I use CoverGirl Simply Ageless Liquid Foundation, America's number one anti-aging foundation brand. Simply Ageless is skincare and makeup in one. It instantly reduces the look of wrinkles and even skin tone. With hyaluronic complex and vitamin C for plump skin and a healthy youthful glow. So be a cover girl like me. And me. And get better skin at any age. Try Simply Ageless Liquid Foundation. From easy, breezy, beautiful cover girl. I move around and I'm left with a neurogenic bowel and bladder dysfunction. Look, you froze for a minute. Being de-innervated in the... Oops, I think that when uh, people with central nervous system disorder. Um, we lost you there for a little bit. Cent well, I heard central nervous system disorder. Yes. So I think that when we talk about paraplegics or anybody else with those low cord disorders, that has been, in my experience, you know, through peer mentorship and being with other people that are differently abled in that way, 
de-innervated bowel and bladder are the hugest barriers, I think. They're very isolating. There's a lot of shame around um, defecation and urination. So it's like, I think that that was one of the ways that um, you know, that's a real, when you talk about child by fire, it's like, you have to just love yourself no matter what your body is like. And that right. is a really hard path. I think for a woman who's mm -hmm. used to being valued for being beautiful or whatever. So that whole story, that whole pro progression. Um, so that's kind of, I don't even remember what you asked me. <laughs> you asked me something we're about walking. I mean, I just, yeah, we're just yeah. and I, I look, I mean, you've raised two children, you know, um, what, half of the time alone, half not, and, and just dealing with your own body, and you were providing, I mean, I just think, you know, whenever I go into the, oh, poor me, you know, here I am <laughs> providing for my children and all the things that I've been through without, you know, a whole lot of support finance well no really support financially um right i it, i just think it could always be worse and and then just how you are able to i mean how are you able you i know the best way to help ourselves is by helping other people right it it what you do empowers you and helps you feel good but like there are days when i think i mean i I over in the past have gone to poor me, even though it's choices that I made. These weren't choices you made. These were things that you, that happened to you. And how I, I want to inspire other women because you inspire me. How do you choose those thoughts literally to keep going? Is it your children? Is it your, I mean, or is it just in you? You just like, what do you do when you're really down? And knowing that, you know, maybe you got you, one of your patients is coming and, and you're like, the last thing you want to do is help someone, <laughs> right? I mean, we're talking yeah. real here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. So I, you know what? I always love my work. Always. Because I just show up as I am. Yeah. That's I good. just show up as I am. And I think that that's one of the best pieces of feedback I got earlier in, in this practice is like, I just tell people, la, 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 la. this is happening with my kid. And I'm like, okay, now we're going to breathe. We're on. Because I could drop into the body and in present time, everything's fine. Right now, right now. And so right. it was a discipline that built up after over time. And I think, yes, there were times where it was my kids. It's like, who, who else besides me? It's like, sure, somebody else might take them in if I keel over or I can't do it anymore. And there was plenty of help. Believe me, my mom is like, are you, you want to talk about tough. She I love is, your mom. Oh my gosh. She's just Aunt like, Moni. <laughs> I love her. Yeah. And she's, uh, she's got systemic, systemic lupus with all kinds of really serious. So yeah, I mean, maybe I come by it naturally watching this amazing woman. But I think that finding purpose and meaning, even in my own struggle, even when I haven't been able to work, and it's interesting that you said support and financially support. My kids have lived in poverty. I have lived in poverty and I've had to reinvent myself over and over because I can be taken out anytime. Like I've had kidney infections that have left me flat. I've had osteomyelitis in this foot. I've had major surgeries. So reinventing myself, how do I get back up? You know what? I like food. 
I like the outdoors. I like small things, you know, yes. little tiny things. It's like, I'm not done yet. That's all. Just not done yet. Yeah. I love that. You done. love life. Yeah. I just, yeah, I do. Yeah. And I'm just yeah. so grateful. And, and, and I don't think that I really absolutely chose those things. The alternative looked really crappy to me. Like, I'm just like, just, yeah. you know, yeah. like daytime TV or something. And you know, staying impoverished and, and I had, let me again say, I've had lots of help. I have a really awesome family. My family is just as nutty as any other family, but have just like stood by me. And yeah, I've had to advocate for myself to be a person that needs help without being helpless. Yes, that's good. And that's hard to do, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I just think you're awesome. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> How can, yeah, how can it's, our, it's a weird minefield. So how can, how can our rock community help and support you and help you with your business? And, uh, you know, I know you're, you have some surgeries coming up and I mean, I know you're busy that you do have a lot of clients right now, but, um, so for instance, what would be, uh, uh, someone that would come to you for, for therapy and you would do it over zoom, obviously. Yeah. Um, well, so, that's how we're doing it now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's how our world is right now. So yeah, yeah I was able to get that set up pretty quickly because I was pretty panicked. Like yeah. what the heck? Because I've really relied on the quantum field, working with people's energetic bodies and their physical bodies. I'm definitely a Scorpio woman. I like to get right in there and I love that. But the universe was asking something else. Like God said, nope, got another plan. So I was able to get online and create this kind of a format where I can connect with somebody and really attune to them. And what I help them do generally, we do some intake. It doesn't have to be a lot because over time I build rapport. But the thing that's nice about these types of somatic, energetic, uh, we can call them psycho, neurobiological practices, mm -hmm. um, is that we really often need a witness to help us hold what's difficult. And Good. so that's what I've noticed over the last month, because I did a bit of this before, but having to transition and really get like, okay, like I'm watching mm -hmm. your breathing and building safety with people. Yeah, that's good. Just, and, I, and I think that when we talked about my coming into a session, just being real, mm -hmm. That there's a piece of that, but then there's just holding, really holding somebody in a mm -hmm. really loving way. And I can't make them feel safe, not mm -hmm. within my powers, but I can create a real environment where mm -hmm. there's something happening between us. And so, so breathing practices, breathing, yes. intentional breath, intentional mm -hmm. movement, yoga practices, nutrition. Oop, you're freezing again. So for people that suffer from, um, you know, we, obviously we can't diagnose, treat, none of that, but people that are suffering from PTSD, which I was one of those people, um, depression, anxiety. I was also, also huge anxiety my entire life, right? So, um, so those things, what else? Um, people that have, that are still stuck in their thought or maybe they're looping, you could help them. What other kinds of people can you help? 
Um, well, I deal with a lot of physical ailments as well, because by the time the manifestation of this thinking or what is, again, psychoneurobiological is manifest in the body, it's pretty deeply entrenched. So mm -hmm. we can support the body. I do a lot of work around uh, gut and brain mm -hmm. kind of stuff just by yeah. helping people. And mm -hmm. I know that that's kind of your wheelhouse. So if, because sometimes it's way beyond me, I can give some basics, mm -hmm. um, but we start with that and then we work with intentional movement. Mm -hmm. um, and getting people to get in touch with what is fight and flight feel like as opposed to freeze? Where are they along that parasympathetic movement mm -hmm. up and down? So easy, simple. It's mm -hmm. like just, it's kind of like when I've done craniosacral work with little babies. It's, mm -hmm. it's just you're with that energy of that person and they're reporting back what they're mm -hmm. experiencing. Like if we were to drop down right now, I'd say, oh, I had a little too much matcha tea today. My hands are a little buzzy. I would feel mm -hmm. that anxiety. I'd feel that. And, and that's what I encourage folks that I work with to do. Mm -hmm. Just That's by good. the virtue of deep breath, noticing where the breath is stuck, whatever. Mm. It can pop into their mind or it can pop into their body. They're That's their good. own best deep wisdom. Right. That's really good. Are you? I'm sure you are. I'm going to show you this book um, that I'm reading. And I'm, I've uh, recently become a very, very big fan of uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza. Oh, right. <laughs> Love me. I knew you would. I knew you would. So, so yeah. I, I love it because what he talks about is, you know, it's neuroscience, epigenetics, psychoneuroimmunology. Yeah. I mean, we, we, you know, literally, I mean, there are, there's, this is science. This isn't like, ooh, weird, you know, like right. my Christian's friends would think. It's not. It's a science. And, it, you know, you can actually think yourself to health. And we're so connected, like you said, neurocardiology, electromagnetism, quantum physics. I mean, everything is energy. And, you know, people now are starting to get more educated about that. That's why I've been so fired up about all this 5G coming into yeah. play here during lovely yeah. COVID-19 yeah. and all the, you know, false information around. Yeah. I should just really say no information around that, the cover-up of what's really oh, going absolutely. on. Yeah. And um, anyway, um, so this is the kind of stuff that you do. This is, right? I mean. That's what I do. That's what you do. And so. Um, I'm working with energy that's based in absolute science. Yeah, I'm yeah. working with energy that's based in absolute science from the subatomic to the more, more gross matter. And what I would say to that is everything is on a universal energy spectrum. Mm -hmm. And where we work is right here. Like, do, did you ever play an instrument, Nance? Did you ever play I piano did. or something? I did. Did you the play piano or anything? Okay. Saxophone. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm, I'm a wannabe musician too. So I understood it when I understood the science of acoustics, of light, of um, color, and the way it interacts with light. And those basic principles, I started to understand the universal vibrational spectrum. And we're right here from like middle C to the next C, one octave. That's where we live. Mm -hmm. But there is still a resonant universe because we know that through um, scientific uh, uh, 
innovations, uh, understanding the gamma ray, understanding the x-ray, understanding where those things are. And so we can be in real resonance with things that are beyond what we see right here. And mm -hmm. that has to do with electromagnetics, the uh, neurochemistry that's happening within the body, the structure of water and how it is in our bodies, the mm -hmm. way we interact with geopathic stress and then man-made electromagnetic frequencies. Yeah. So, and, and people don't even have to, you know, they don't have to know all this to work with me. It's like, it doesn't matter to me if they're way in spirit or way in science because they're really part of the created beautiful order to me. Yes, I love that. So let's talk just, and I'm not gonna keep you much longer, but nutritionally, um, knowing the, obviously the gut issues that you have going on and having to help yourself, you know, remove oh. the toxins from the body. Yep. Yeah. How, how do you, and that's gotta be difficult. Like, how did you eat? Because we know that the medical community doesn't teach that. And no. so was it just trial and error? Because like how, yeah. Oh, yeah. my goodness. I would love to talk about that because I'm coming up on a colorectal reconstruction. That's a surgery yes. that I'm supposed to have this year. And one of the reasons I haven't had it yet is because, you know, the, the surgical re responses I got were like, oh yeah, that does sound like it's going to be difficult. I'm like, that's not the answer I wanted to hear from my surgeon. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, right, I, I exactly. wanted more like some go, hey, hey, let's brainstorm. I'm hearing you. Um, I mean, yes, I like the acknowledgement that it's difficult. That's a very uh, uh, humble answer. I love it. But it wasn't within the scope of their practice. So what happened was when you are in a hospital and you lose um, function due to neurogenic bowel, you just are removing dookie right out of your rectum. That's what happens. And yep. so that is not very complete. To me, it's not, it never felt complete. Like, wow, I really feel great. Yeah. So over the course of time, I invented what is now known, this is like freaking years ago, pulsed um, irrigation evacuation. I invented that in my own shower by myself when I was about 18 years old. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I knew that water would be mild and, and that I could take some herbs to help because it's really the descending colon in this particular kind of injury that is de-innervated. It doesn't work. So I do have some functional peristalsis, um, but I cannot tell you like how healthy I am. I'm mm -hmm. super healthy. Um, you are. I think that's and you're one not, of the reasons. I mean, you're not real mobile. You know, I mean, you're not heavy. You're not overweight. I know you've always been really into organics and gardening and eating yep. healthy. You helped me get on that kick all those years ago, honestly. Yep. Um, do you eat meat or are you vegetarian? Um, I don't subscribe to any one particular thing, but what I have done in the last two years that tells me quite a bit is really get a picture of my glycemic index, what my, my genetics supposedly, um, are kind of in my family. Um, and, and really like owning that and saying, okay, well, whether this is like, I mean, we know now that genetics are um, changeable. They're mutable. They're not immutable. They're not. Yeah. So yes, just, just really understanding that and saying, I can do whatever I want to turn these markers on or off. So what I Very did good. a while back was I just cut out more carbohydrate. I, I go to somebody's house. I don't, 
Are you there? Can't eat that. I just eat. Yeah. Um, in my regular life, can you hear me? Yes, I hear you now. Okay. In my regular life, I just eat really healthy, the best possible food I can get. It's not mm -hmm. for me about quantity. I'm a good Minnesota girl, so I know about eating <laughs> bars and, <laughs> and yeah, gas yeah. It's for me not about quantity. And as I made those small incremental changes, cravings were gone, um, compulsion, all those things. Yeah. And so I did add in a, a lot more proteins. But I had to kind of stay away from my traditional vegetarian uh, uh, diet that I kind of lived with all through my teens, 20s, 30s, because I couldn't get rid of the, the weight, that little extra bit of weight. And it was just because I'm just not very efficient at processing carbs. So mm -hmm. yeah. um, I just made some changes over the last two years that allowed me to just like have no cravings and mm -hmm. make my workouts just super intense like I have the the energy to do it and and That's I nice. don't do a lot of supplementation I just eat a lot of um I just eat a lot of really whole good amazing foods and I maybe food prep once every two weeks that's it because uh -huh. I get overwhelmed with all these other you know I'm in the bathroom I live in the bathroom for god's sake Right. Exactly. So I have to do it simple. <laughs> you are, you're just you know, like, chopping up the things, putting them in bags. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. I get it. So Steffi, I know we could talk know all day. How can people reach you? How can people get a hold of you if they would like to hire you to work with them on different issues that they have going on? How would they get a hold of you? Yeah. So I have a website. I'm also um, visible on Facebook. Facebook. I'm going to give you my website, okay? And then okay. I'll also just tell you the name. You can find me on Facebook. Um, people can text me. I don't really care because I live with my device in my pocket. Yep. Um, so go ahead and, and we'll just talk say later that. about shielding devices, okay? Yeah, okay, I have all that. Okay, so go to spiritual we'll go to spiritualtouchhealer.com, spiritualtouchhealer.com. And on Facebook, yep. it's Stephanie Page Belson. And what's yep. your email? Do you want to give your email out? Yes, for sure. It's Freya Mama, but let me spell it. F as in Frank, R-E-Y-J-A-M-A-M-A -M -A -M -A at hotmail.com. Okay. As your marketing and, helper, and, I'm going to help you set up a Gmail account that people understand. That's our next step. <laughs> I do have a Gmail account. That's simple. <laughs> the same name as your website would be perfect. Totally. Yes, I agree with you. And you know what? If people needed to not um, take that down or understand or process it, it's on my. It's a, It's at my website. There's a okay. Perfect. Perfect, perfect, perfect. And, um, and also they can always reach out to me and I can connect them with you as well. So I just love you. I love you. Love you. I bless you. Bless you. And um, I pray for your next upcoming surgery and for just more abundance in every single area of your life of every, everywhere that you need it or desire it. And um, I just love you. You know that. And I love your glasses. Love you too. And you Thanks. are just beautiful Thanks. inside and out. So um, thank you for being on. I want to have you on again, definitely for sure. We just 
talked yeah. so much. <laughs> oh gosh, we we can we can tell each other some great stories. I know, I know, I love it. Yeah, and, and I just think that sharing. Huh? What's that? I just think that sharing. You know, like the the. I mean, I just gave you kind of an overview. This is me, but the the down in the trenches stuff. That's what women need to know. That that like you can't you can't can't just be in it to win it. You, your heart's got to be with and, and accepting of each other with yourself, yes. compassion. And I think that you and I, you know, really have a, a deep understanding of what that's like and, and how hard it is to shake that stuff off. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Heart walls, right? <laughs> Everybody needs that energy work. I just, I really believe. So please reach out to Steph. Steph, you guys, and uh, thank you so everyone for listening. Thank you for watching. And Steffi, I love you like crazy, and I'll talk to you super soon. Mwah. I love you. Oh, sure. Bye. Okay, bye-bye. My name is Ethan Udosinatov. I'm Assistant Superintendent for Salem Kaiser Public Schools. When we are able to follow the procedures, which includes washing hands, wearing face coverings, and doing physical distancing, we can do school safely. For me as a parent, I feel really confident that I can send my kid to school and they're going to be safe. Our kids have missed out on so much over the last year, and we're just excited to have them back and make it up to them. Learn what our schools are doing to keep kids safe at oregon.gov readyschools. Every year, compliance regulations change thousands of times. And every year, ADP makes thousands of seamless platform updates so businesses can focus on everything else, like running their business. Grow stronger with ADP. HR, talent, time, and payroll.